Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, to Gridiron Blitz 316. Big show today. We had two legendary individuals in the house today, uh, legendary coach, Team USA coach, and AFE coach, Stephanie Balico. Uh, and then we have uh, DC Divas, outstanding all-star quarterback, All-American Amanda Gangaldi. She'll be here in about 45 minutes. And then we're going to talk XFL bankruptcy right now dive into the NFL draft, which is going to happen here in, uh, on April 22nd. And we're going to be talking a little bit of what's happening in the women's game with the cancellation of the WNFC and a, a lot of things in X league being disclosed at this point with rosters and their season still uh, to our knowledge is going to happen. Um, and then uh, we're going to dive into, uh, you know, the interviews should be out here in an hour um, and hopefully everybody's staying cool with shelter in place, depending on your state. Some states are, starting to open up and some of the governors are making decisions based on their state's needs and getting the economy running. Uh, unemployment numbers are huge in certain states. So that's not a good thing for any state. So they got to like um, kind of reassess the whole thing. So uh, let's uh, bring in the return of WFA hall of famer and uh, Holly Custis in the house. And she's been like zooming and webcasting all, all the time that she's been off. So she's been a busy bee. Uh, so, Holly, welcome back. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. How are you doing? Pretty good. It's been, uh, you know, very busy. Um, and I think, you know, we're just trying to deal with being a, a bit isolated and dealing with the cabin fever of working from home uh, with three animals running around in the background. But other than that, I've been pretty good, just really busy. You you do understand, Holly? They're questioning why you're still here because they normally they kind are. of figure okay, you're out the door, and they're like, "What is wrong with these humans? They're still here." <laughs> I feel like they like maybe they needed the time for us to be at work so they can you know game plan um, our demise or something because I feel like they're starting to get tired of us too. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> the dogs. Uh, somebody was making the analogy about. How when you open the door, the dog decides to you know bolt out the door because of sheltering. So I guess all of us humans are <laughs> open the door and we want to get out. <laughs> Definitely. Oh no! Um, but you got cats, so those are more interesting than dogs. Cats are a little bit more trouble, I guess, in a lot of ways. Yeah, and then we have a um, uh, Riley. Our youngest cat is like eight, nine months now. And uh, so he has a, about the energy level uh, of a toddler, and he likes to get in wow. things, and he like bugs while I'm on conference calls and try to get in boxes, and then he'll jump on my keyboard, and he's like, Mom, what are you working on? <laughs> so he's all over the place. But, uh, yeah, I think um, I think everyone's going a little stir-crazy. You know, like I try to get out and uh, go for uh, one to two walks a day to get out of the of the house and get some fresh air and I I don't think we're mentally uh, made to be people that are isolated and I think yeah, I can tell people are starting to miss like social interaction 
and just getting out. <laughs> so I'm hanging in there with the rest of you guys, and I hope that this uh, can uh, end soon. All right. So Holly, you're not you're not cool with house arrest, like some of us. No, no, I was not. I. <laughs> I was born an extrovert, and even my friends exactly. that are more introverted, they are still struggling too. So I, I don't feel as bad, and and um, it's been interesting, you know, having uh, my wife and I work from home at the same time and try to get used to each other's schedules of when who's going to be on what call during what time, and um, you know, it's one of those things that you just kind of try to do the best you can, and um, yeah. and uh, it's kind of the state of everything right now, and. Uh, you know, every state is under a little bit different as far as like the guidelines and the restrictions. And here in Washington, there's no, there's no open parks. There's no, I can't go hiking. Like every time I tried to like restructure my training, something else are closed. And I was like, ah, so I, I finally have it down now where I'm on an exercise bike. Sometimes during conference calls, I go for walks. I work out in parking lots because that's the only available space I can get. <laughs> And I just make it work, basically. I feel like Rocky. I feel like Rocky, you know, when he's, like, chasing a chicken. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like I need to find a, a chicken so I can go chase it and work on my training. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's going to be a little bit of uh, state, state by state. It's going to decide, based on cases that, and, and data, whether anything's really severe enough or, you know, open up certain businesses and industries. Because every state needs a certain industries to survive. And to keep things in right. place. Otherwise, you know, there's a lot of issues that go along with that. So there's a lot of stuff uh, the state government and the local county personnel is going to have to start reviewing because uh, once you shut down an economy, it starts to create a lot of stuff that goes bad and you don't want to get to a worse than you are now. So, but hopefully things will go back Definitely. to normal you know, for a lot of people and stuff. So just stay safe, uh, follow your guidelines per state, you know, until otherwise told. Um, but other than that, you just have to make some adjustments. Um, so, Holly, uh, I guess you're not making trips to Utah because the WNFC announced its 2020 season cancellation. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that I felt it coming, you know. I didn't want it to happen, and I was hoping that it wouldn't happen. But as you as you say before, you know, I kind of – big picture it seems like this thing is is pretty regionally based right and so what Mm -hmm. i noticed is because the state of washington got hit the first uh state in the country that Mm -hmm. when there was kind of like this gray time in early march where i would leave uh seattle and the seattle airport would be really crazy and i would feel like i was in a weird movie with people with masks and it was pretty empty and weird things happening and then i landed in salt lake and it seemed like they're pretty normal, like they were aware of what was happening, but it was pretty normal. And then literally a week later, everything shuts down and it's just chaos. And and so I, I think from talking to other people around the country, each region seems to be operating a little bit differently. And so I think the state of Washington and like the West Coast, for example, especially because we're more spread out, I think, you know, it seems like we might come out of it a little bit sooner than some of the other areas. So I think when you're talking about a league that has multiple teams and multiple areas, it's really tough because part of the country might be ready to go in a couple of months, but then there might be other parts of the country that won't be. So it's really not logistically fair 
you know, and really hard to try to, to justify a schedule uh, in that in that matter, I think, you know. Um, and then you kind of have a shorter window in that if you go too far, like you're just pushing out the season, then you run into the fall. And, and anybody that's around the sport knows, at least in the, in the States, we play in the spring primarily because you can't get a field during the fall. Most of us play at high schools, and the priority goes to the high school football and soccer teams, and so it's just impossible to get a field. So if we started to push out into fall, there would just be no way. So I think they they just made the best business decision they could in that moment, and it really sucks. I think a lot of us are disappointed and, and sad, and I think, you know, at least for the the Utah people, I think we were really – feeling like it would be a special year for us. And I was enjoying my time down there. Uh, but unfortunately, there's just stuff out of our control at this point. So uh, I think everyone um, in this sport feels in a similar way and that you work really hard to get to this point. And now here comes time for the dessert, the, the games. You know, you practice and practice, and here comes the payoff in, in playing the games. And it's disappointing, but at the same time, you kind of have to put it in perspective and understand that there's other things happening and that it will eventually settle down. We'll eventually have football again. It's just going to take some time. Yeah. And then logistics come into play, as they mentioned, you know, no buses, airlines. Uh, there's a lot of things that go into play for the season. And then you have unemployment with certain players in certain mm-hmm. states. You have no idea what their financial situation is going to be. Right to get back and forth to play right. a game. And it's, you know, it, I mean, putting food on the table for your family comes way before any hobby. So I really, that's, right. I think, the approach that they took on that. So we should see um, WNFC 2021. That's the goal, of course, to get through all this COVID-19 for now. So uh, we mm-hmm. don't know what the WFA will do. The last conversation we had with them, they said they would make a decision at least by May, at the end of May and middle of May if needed. So I'm assuming they will probably go the same route um, at this point. Um, so, but we don't know that officially. Uh, they haven't announced that officially. So we'll go from there. Um, Holly, let's let's go into before we go into the uh, the huddle here. Um, top draft. We got Cincinnati. Burrow's probably going to go first. Got Washington second on the draft. Detroit, uh, the Giants, Miami. Um, you know, the Chargers letting go of their quarterback. Carolina letting go of their quarterback. Uh, Arizona picks up some key pieces with Hopkins. Um, I mean, what's your thought on the draft right now? Burroughs to Cincinnati, most everybody's mock draft has him going to Cincinnati. Yeah, I think that is, I'd say, like 98% a lock unless they, you know, wanted to trade down and pick up a different quarterback. Um, and I think he's a good fit for Cincinnati. He's from Ohio. Uh, I think it would be a good boost to their morale. Um, and then as far as, like, Washington, the consensus that I've mostly seen is Chase Young uh, from Ohio State, uh, who's a great, like, a phenomenal athlete. Uh, part of me is still partial, of course, to Nick Bosa, Um but I think Chase Young is definitely on that type of level. Um, you know, Detroit, they seem to be uh, looking for maybe, you know, help in their secondary. Um, so a lot of people are saying Jeff Okoda from uh, Ohio State, uh, which I think is going to be a 
big year for Detroit to see if Matt Patricia can make some headway before he starts to be coming on the hot seat. So I think it's a big year for him. Uh, I think the Giants, a lot of people are saying maybe Isaiah Simmons from Clemson, the linebacker, who is really extremely athletic, and you can put him in many spots on the field. So if they do draft them, it'll be interesting to see where they play him and what position. Um, And then you get to five and six, which the Dolphins pick fifth and the Chargers pick sixth. And now it gets a little more interesting. Um, You know, the rumor originally was that the Dolphins are looking at Tua. However, more recently, there's been rumors about his uh, injury uh, prone uh, history. And so the rumor is that he's been failed a couple of times by a couple of NFL teams because there were injuries people didn't know about, like a broken wrist and his ankle still bothering him. And, and so the question really is a lot of teams will do this right before the draft. That's a lot of smoke and mirrors of, oh, we don't like this guy. We don't like him. We don't like him. And then they draft him. They're trying to see um, if they can maybe get more value for that, if they want to trade or, or if you don't really know what's happening until the person's drafted, right? So you don't know if the rumors are smoke and mirrors because somebody's trying to make a play on Tua or if it's just a secondary issue. Um, and then the Chargers, I think it makes sense for them to draft my 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 boy Justin Herbert because I think mm-hmm. at Oregon as a Ducks fan, you know my biggest um, complaint about the Ducks the last two years is their offensive coordinator was very conservative and it almost felt like he played with Herbert with kick gloves and didn't want he was so afraid of him getting hurt that he really hamstrung the offensive play calling and didn't allow Herbert to really be himself. And so even though Herbert did well, I think there's a lot of there's a lot more there to get to his ceiling. There's a lot more potential. And so with the Chargers, you already have some people in those skilled positions there um, that I think would really help them. And I think under the right leadership, he, he's going to do really well. Um, and then I was always really bothered by the narrative that he was not a good leader because he is. He's not the loud Ray Lewis type of leader, but he's really gritty and his teammates love him. He's smart. He got the academic Heisman, which is a big deal. He had, a, I think, like a 4.3 GPA, which I don't even know how you get that, but he's a really smart kid. So I really hope that the place he goes to is, is a good fit for him. I think the Chargers would be. Uh, and then as far as my Niners, they're picking 13th, and which is a good spot because receiver is a key need right now, and there should be probably three top receivers at that spot that they might be able to pick from just depending on how things shuffle out. But they should have maybe Henry Ruggs or Jerry Judy from Alabama, one of those two, or CeeDee Lamb from Oklahoma is a possibility. Um, so I'm excited for that. Um, overall, I'm just excited we have some sort of sports-related thing to watch next week. I can't tell you, you know, you can only get away with watching so many cat videos. I need some sort of sport to watch. So I'm really excited for the draft. All right. So, I mean, your fix is not there, and you're going to get it next week. And it's a virtual draft, so it's even going to be more interesting. Um, I think Arizona picking up Hopkins really makes a difference in the West, figure out who they're going to pick. Jacksonville's a mess, so I don't know what they're going to do there. Cleveland, I don't know what they'll do there, but we're going to keep an eye on it next Tuesday. We'll kind of dive in to the the next uh, the 10 to the, through the 20, 
to figure out what round two is going to look like or who's going to, you know, be potentially for that. Um, so if you guys go to the hub at facebook.com forward slash grand beauty, you guys can get the latest stuff that's happening. The WNFC official announcement on the cancellation for the season 2020 X league unveils rosters from Omaha, Los Angeles, and Denver. I got uh, WNFC virtual camps one through 12. You can revisit those Those really good insights on football. So you go to WNFC on Facebook and you got the virtual camps there today. I think it's camp 12 linebackers with Nenji Martin of the San Diego rebellion. So you can always, you know, check them out. It'll be on replay as well. Uh, we got a cool video on the hub of a quarterback, a Mo Oatston of the Nevada storm championship quarterback on a COVID-19 kind of little jingle. And on top of that, we got some cool don't rush challenges out there by the Philly Phantoms, Chicago Blitz of X League, Detroit Dark Angels WFA, uh, and then even the French, uh, the French champion Molasses Feminine. So it's really, really cool. Uh, so don't forget, you can subscribe to us. I really, really appreciate it. You guys subscribing. It's been huge for us. Um, it's subscribing on Apple, iHeart, and also on Spotify. So I really, really want to thank you uh, for doing that, and it's really making a difference for us. So you can always subscribe on any platform you want. You can go on TuneIn, Google Cast, Player FM, whatever. Google, uh, but Apple, iHeart, and Spotify, the biggest reach in terms of podcasts. So really, really appreciate everybody doing that. Uh, let's go to the No Joke Football Huddle, of course, sponsored by Zazzle.com. Zazzle's been our sponsor for eight years. Check out 15% off all T-shirts at the shop uh, starting now until the 17th. Use the code SPRINGSALE40. And you can get pretty pretty cool T-shirts uh, like the one Holly's wearing and I wear uh, for under 20 bucks. And if you subscribe to Zazzle Black, you get uh, for ten, extra $10, you get 12 months free shipping. So if you're going to come back to the store, you don't have to pay any shipping for 12 months. So it's a great deal for 10 bucks. So check it out, at, and you can go to the Shop Now link or go directly to Zazzle.com forward slash Great Iron Beauties. All right, let's go into the huddle. And uh, we're going to be talking to the uh, talented coach, and that's going to be uh, Stephanie Balico of the AFE and WFA, IWFL All-Star, as well as Team USA coach. Uh, Stephanie, uh, welcome. You're on with Holly Custis and myself. Uh, an honor to be have you on. Hey, it's an honor to be on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Stephanie, how are you doing today? How are you doing with COVID-19 house arrest? You know, I'm, I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm a firefighter paramedic, so I'm not really on house arrest, but... Nice. I'm, I'm pretty much the rest of us are suffering. There. What's that? I said the rest of us are suffering being under house arrest. I know. I I'm pretty much out there all the time now. <laughs> oh, well thank but you I'm, for your, uh, you know, for I'm, your blessed, I'm blessed to have a job. Yeah, no. Thank you. thank you for doing what you do um and just being careful out there as well. Um so Steph, um it's been a weird year, right? We're we're uh, like trying to anticipate that we were going to have this huge women's football season from April to August, and we were getting excited for the two leagues, all the sponsorship announcements. I mean, we, we had all this stuff going on in terms of, like, excitement, and then here we are, COVID-19 in March. And then it, it's it's all taken away. Um, Gosh. You know, it, it was, it was you know, the plan was to be a, a great football year for, for women's football. Um, and, and I'm sure – It'll just pick up right where it left off, but it's kind mm-hmm. of disappointing that, that we're not going to have any anything this year. Um, I don't think the WFA has announced anything yet, so maybe there's there's still a little hope for them. But um, 
we'll see. Yeah, and it's a, it's a strange year. Uh, even you know when you had uh, the X League fall, uh, I think that was a reality check for everybody. Then March Madness didn't happen. All the major sports basically. Then it, it became more of a collapse mode, and now we're really in reality where sports isn't relevant. It's more like you know survival. So a lot You're of right. I think it, everything right. got put in perspective. Yeah, we're we're stuck watching uh, ESPN Ocho. The marble races. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> They're oh, actually kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, we have to be so entertaining. And you got Holly's cat uh, <laughs> trying to dictate her uh, her her Zoom cast. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, but, you know, reality is that. So, Steph, you were part of the – I talked to Dale. You were part of that, you know, situation when COVID barely started. And you guys were in Honduras, and so you guys somewhat got stuck in Honduras after the uh, the event somewhat got cut short over at the uh, the World uh, uh, Bowl at the Honduras event. So, uh, can you talk about a little yes, bit sir. of what happened there and your experience there? Um, you know what? To to start off, it it was hands down a great experience. Um, no matter what the what had happened, um, but it was it was just a great experience overall. You know the. AFE just puts on great event, great events, uh, no matter what. Um, they they they're a lot about community. Um, actually, it's it's all community with a little bit of football thrown in, which makes them kind of different and brings a lot more to the table, I think. Um, but really, it was it was a great event. We got there. Uh, we we got one practice in. Um, we did a couple community events. Uh, we started playing our games, and then that that third game. They came in Saturday at, at halftime of that third game and told us that the uh, they were shutting down, um, like, all public events, no more than 50 people, you know, pretty much what they were doing mm-hmm. up here. Um, uh, but we were allowed to finish that game, which was, was great. And then uh, Sunday we, we went and visited another little village, and when we got back, that's when we were told around 7 that, that they were going to shut down the, the borders and nobody could get in or out, you know, by any means of travel. Um and uh, I think, you know, we were we were all in a little bit of shock for at least a few minutes. Um, you know, some people didn't believe it. You know, we got texts. We got alerts about our, our airlines canceling our flights. Um, kind of set in a little bit, but nobody nobody really panicked. Nobody was – I mean, people were upset. But, um, man, we, we really – I'm really proud of that group. They, they really hung together, and everybody stayed positive. And if somebody was starting to look down – uh, you know, everybody jumped in to, to make sure that, that they were feeling okay. Steph, you, in your line of work, um, it's a similar situation because I think sometimes you get to a stage where you're in a critical state. you got to make decisions, and uh, a lot of the things that happened there, everybody's, like, questioning why you left, why you were there. But, you know, like to Dale's point, is when you guys arrived, there was none of this that was happening. So mm-hmm. it became really a situation. It's, it's an aftermath type of situation. So – um, you know, when you got on the planes and they flew you out, I mean, that that that, that was kind of a good relief, I guess. Oh, it was, a, it was a big relief. Nobody really wanted to um, believe that we were getting out of there until we were actually on the plane. You know, everybody was kind of hesitant and um, guarded because the, the first plane, it didn't have any problems, but they were, it took them a lot longer to leave Honduras than anticipated um, so mm-hmm. at first they were going, they weren't going, and then they finally did go. So 
everybody on that second plane was kind of like, we're, we're going to wait till we get on the plane, the actual plane, until we can breathe a, a sigh of, of relief. All right. But it was I'm that. I mean, we, 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 got, we, got, uh, we got loaded on the planes, and we were excited, and we knew we were coming home. I'm glad you're home. I'm glad you're back and everything's good. And I think everybody was, you know, glad that they were back and we were all rooting, you know, for you guys to come back. And we already knew, you know, uh, nobody's left behind. It was just a matter of time when you guys were, you know, sent back at this point. And um, so, you know, shout out to uh, South Coma for doing their part and and bringing you guys home. Most definitely them and, and, you know, Fox news and all the, uh, all of the state reps that, that reached out to us and helped us, um, as, as well as the, the president. I, you know, you got to give a shout-out to him. Perfect. Um, Steph, tell, I know, you know, you've been involved with women's football for a long time as a player, an all-star, involved with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's had a good program, good visibility in the Eastern Conference, always involved, you know, versus Boston, D.C., uh, great owner. Uh, you guys were one of the you know few franchises to showcase uh, you know on an NFL field at Heinz uh, Field. Uh, a lot of history there. In other words, that's what I mean, um, including yourself mm-hmm. as part of it. Um, where do you see at this point? You, are, are you coaching only now? Are you still going to play? I mean, where, where does Stephanie stand in terms <laughs> of football? So um, actually, I just had a knee replacement last June, so I'm coming up on a year. Oh. Um, I would. I would love to play again. Um, I I don't know that it's in my cards. I don't know that my family would let me play again. Um, right, right. But I'm I would most definitely love to play again. But I'm I'm really locked into coaching right now, and and just helping to grow our sport or or the women's side of, of football. You know, making it making it in the players and every anybody who wants help the best that they can be. Um, so that's that's really what I'm focused in on. Um, as well as growing myself through any opportunity I can get to coach. Stephanie, you had an opportunity with Pittsburgh, the Steelers, and then um, can you talk about the, you know, the, the Women's Football Forum, so, such a successful thing now after so many years, almost four years running here, a lot of opportunity yeah. for a lot of women, not just in the coaching ranks, because we have, we have Katie, Callie, uh, and then Coach mm-hmm. Locus now pretty much in there. But yeah. overall, there's there's been other – opportunities for other people to be an administrative or some sort of scouting etc so can you speak about the program and how successful it's been of course um sam rapaport put that together it actually started after we were doing um women's world football games i think we had done women's world football games for about three years before uh they added the the forum into it um and the forum really has just helped so many people and like you said it not not the just the coaching ranks you know um, administrative, uh, journalists, whoever you can imagine in a in the football world, the the forum has helped get people to that that platform, that next level, um, it, and it's just been a great tool for for women to use. Um, I'm not sure of the selection process anymore, uh, but if you can get into one of those, that would really help you advance you. Um, you still have to do the work. I mean, it's it's not easy to get into these positions, um, but you're you're definitely going to have to put in the work. But there is somebody out there fighting for you. And I mean, like you, all the names you mentioned: Katie, Callie, Coach Lowe, Jen King, myself. We're all out here working 
for you. And, you know, we, we want for the women that are trying to get uh, a little bit further in, in football, um, use use your resources. It's, it is going to take work. It's not easy. You don't just get it. you got to work for it. Steph, I'm going to have a Holly here pick your brain and bring her in here. So, Sure. Hey, Coach. Hey, Holly, what's up? Not much, not much. I'm so glad that you guys made it back. Um, I know yeah. that it was pretty stressful there for a while. Um, and, was. you know, coming coming from a standpoint as a player, I know when you face adversity as a team, that tends to bond people closer together. Do you feel like this experience bonded that group? Oh, most definitely. Um, you know, every – Every team that I, I coach for and, and coach with, um, you know, holds a little special place in my heart. Um, this team, has, has the, the AFE team that was uh, stranded in Honduras, that they hold a little bit bigger chunk of my heart. Um, nobody, I mean, nobody gave up, you know. Um, everybody was great. They all rallied together. Um, they really formed a, a special bond um, that I, I don't know uh, – I don't know many teams that were would be able to do that. That nobody would bring somebody down. It was it was a great moment. That's awesome. Um, when I was watching you guys on social media, it seemed like everyone had a very positive uh, attitude, and people were concerned that they were all sticking together. So that was pretty cool to watch. And then I did notice that there was a lot of uptick in news. It seemed like it started pretty local. And then it got on a state level, and then then it was like on TMZ, and I was like, wow, this thing's blown up. And then I know that you've also been interviewed by a lot of those uh, big networks. What do you think of all that news attention? Besides the fact that it brought you home, do you think it brought maybe a little bit more of a spotlight to our sport? Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I, you know, you you always see those stories. You don't expect to be one of those stories, but. You know it in the moment, and then it, it kind of dwindles, um, and then somebody will bring it up years later, and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that it brought attention, and I hope people looked it up and were, were intrigued enough to, to continue to follow um, women's football, um, you know, not just the AFE, every league, any player. Just look it up and, and see what it's about. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that it brought some attention in that way other than, than us just trying to get home. I, I definitely, when I was watching the videos and stuff, that's the, the vibe I was getting. You know, I think it was evident that uh, I think it was a, a great human interest story to see you guys stick together through it. So I'm hoping that people saw that and will now think of women's football in that light. Um, in I, general, I uh, yeah. <laughs> In general, what was your favorite moment football-wise of that trip? I know that you guys uh, did win the tournament. Was there any particular football moment that stuck out? Um, man, it just every game. You know, the the Mexico game um, was the first game, and they they kind of came out and uh, smacked us in the mouth and and put us back on our heels for a second, and then we're like, okay, well, they came to play, and then we just we just kicked it into gear and, and it, it was, it was pretty much over after that. Um, so I, <laughs> strange, but I like those moments, you know, I like, I like being put back on my heels and having to work through it and seeing how the players react to it. And, and that was, that was a moment for me that I'll, I'll remember that, that our players really stepped it up. They're like, 
well, gosh, they just punched us in the mouth. We better do something. And and they reacted appropriately. That That's that's great. I mean, it pretty much explains the, the whole trip, I, I would say, um, between that <laughs> game much. and the situation like that. Um, and then in general, I know that we, uh, you know, we don't know about the WFA yet, uh, but everywhere else is canceled. And I kind of think of this moment in history as the, the somebody termed it, I think I uh, read a couple of weeks ago, the great pause. And so when you have a great pause in your life, what do you do to get better? Do you think that uh, our sport can use this time to get better as a whole? I, I think it already is. I think it has been. Um, you know, you, you see everybody, uh, well, you see the, the WNFC is holding the virtual camps, and hundreds of people watch that. Um, you know, every night or whatever nights that they have it on, um, you know, people are jumping in. I've posted whatever camps or, or clinics that I can um, on my Twitter or my Facebook account that, you know, hey, jump on. It's it's free. You're never going to learn this much, you know, ever again. Like you said, it's the great pause. So, so take some time to, to learn your sport. Learn all of your sport, not just your position, not just your side of the ball, Um It'll only make you better to learn as much about football as possible. And I think I think really people are taking advantage of that because I, I see it every time there's a camp or a clinic online, a virtual camp or clinic, um, I see a lot of people on there watching, and I, it, it's great. Um, they're also doing um, Zoom workouts, you know. They're interacting that way. So, you know, just because we can't be more than six feet closest to each other, you know, doesn't mean that we can't really – work on stuff and get technique techniques down and and advance our sport. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I definitely have seen that as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on the upcoming NFL draft? Do you think it's going to be just one big Zoom conference call or or what? how do you think they're going to do that and what are your thoughts in general? Well, you know, um, the whole virtual thing, really, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. You know, it'll be completely different than what we've seen before. Um, but I'm pretty excited to watch how that all plays out and how it works. And now, you know, the NFL just came out today and said that you basically they're going to be doing like virtual OTAs because teams can't get together. Um, so I'm interested to see how that works out too. You know, it's going to be kind of like what, what our, our sport is doing right now. Our, the women's side of the ball is doing, you know, with all the virtual camps and everything, it's going to be virtual classwork and education to get them prepared for the season. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually really excited to see how this all plays out. Um, it's, it's something new. It's something different. And who knows, maybe it'll change the sport forever. Yeah, I think that that's awesome because sometimes when these situations happen, new ideas are born out of the necessity of it. So that's really cool. Um, my final question is, I know that you're still currently working, but during your downtime, how do you stay sane without sports besides the marble races? <laughs> the marble races are really what, what do it for me. No, um, <laughs> we really, we get out as much as possible. Um, my, my wife is also considered essential. So, you know, she still works her, her 40 hour a week job, but as much as possible, we get out and we'll, we'll take our dogs for hikes or, you know, do whatever we can to, to keep sane. Um, but really if, if I, if we can't get out, I'll sit there and I'll watch a football clinic. I'll try and figure out, um, start working on a playbook for whatever team I'm coaching next. Um, so 
you know, it really my life revolves around football work and my wife. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'm excited to see, uh, you know, what this great pause uh, ends up being, you know, what it ends up looking like once we unpause. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that you guys came back. And I think it will be a story that you guys can, like, tell your future families forever. I think it's, even though it was stressful in that moment, it's one of those things in your life that you'll never forget. You know, it wasn't, you know, none of us left there thinking it was a bad time. We, I think we all lived through it and we all had a, a good time. We, none of us left there regretting anything. Um, so, I mean, if, if you have to go through anything, I think the key to do is, is stay positive about it. You know, know that you can get through anything if you do it together and you work hard. Awesome. All right, back to you, Oscar. It's fun to say awesome. that. <laughs> no problem. Um, uh, Coach Steph, uh, what do you think of the sport in general? I mean, we had momentum going. The WNSC introduced uh, Facebook Live. We had WNSC TV. Uh, this year, uh, WFA was planning on introducing 11 sports. Um, do you think we're going mm-hmm. in the right direction is the question? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. And as, as long as we keep being relevant throughout this year and, and keep trying to do stuff to keep our names out there and keep our teams involved with each other, you know, throughout all of the leagues, um, I, I don't I, – I see this as a learning process. You know, take a break. Regroup, um, get some really good training in as far as classwork, schoolwork type stuff, um, chalk talk, uh, and come back ready for next year because hopefully it'll be amazing and hopefully all the teams can make it back after this. But I think I think women's football is is ready to take off. I, at least I hope it is. Coach Steph, uh, do you feel like we're going to have a full female coaching staff at some point in in either league, like actual head coaches and and position coaches to be sure. female coaches at some point? Because I know sure. a lot of um, a lot of players are retiring, well, right? Like, in long-tenured employees, yeah. uh, players really looking for the outlet and still stay, try to stay relevant within the sport and maybe support their, their team that they played for. Most definitely. Um, I, I can definitely see it. I think um, what we're running into right now is, you know, you don't want to just promote somebody to coach. You want them to be ready and you want them – to be a good coach. You don't want to just throw together a staff cool or it's groundbreaking or whatever. You want it to mm-hmm. be a good staff. Um, so right now it's, it's getting all of those great coaches in one or two or three places, and it, it, might, it might take a little bit of time for, for us to build great quality coaches um, enough anyway to have a, a full female staff. And it, it depends on how big you want your staff to be. How many coaches do you need? How many coaches do you want? But I, I, there's definitely enough women out there. We just all have to be in one location to do it. <laughs> uh, Coach Steph, it, that's an exciting moment for the sport because it's kind of like we're evolving. You know, the, the players that have been around for 15 years are starting to see, like, the laboring. Now we're at another level. In terms of visibility, we're going to be we were supposed to be on YouTube, YouTube America, and Eleven Sports. So you know the television awareness, the regional broadcasting, everything that I talked to a lot of players in the past, you know, from the IWFL all the way down to the WFA, everybody in you know didn't even anticipate that we would get to this this stage. And now we're really like at, at another level of awareness, and it's kind of an exciting time. It really is. Um, 
you know, and all I can all I can say is just keep it going. WNFC, WFA, um, any other leagues out there, just just keep pushing and keep pushing forward. Um, there's there's plenty of women that play this sport that can be great coaches that are great coaches, and we can we can definitely advance it. We just have to keep advancing ourselves and keep building each other up. We can't we can't tear each other down. We got to build each other up and unify and and bring everybody together. And that'll that is what is truly going to be groundbreaking. Yeah, and it's it's an exciting uh, situation that we're in now because I really think, uh, you know, like last year the WNFC had no forfeits for the year, which I thought was the biggest deal of this sport because we've always had forfeits and we've always had, you know, downers in the season. And last year not having mm-hmm. any forfeits, that was huge, mm-hmm. all right? Uh, I think, and then having television in terms of a social media a- outlet, uh, you know, where fans can dive into and family members and things, it took away um, the need for like, okay, we got to have everybody in the stands, which was another way of bringing attention. So a lot of a lot of uh, you know positives from one league, and then the next league steps up. So competition really between the two leagues now, I really think that that's going to benefit the sport even more. Definitely, like you like you said, you you've already seen it. WNFC, you know, kind of set the bar. WFA stepped up to the challenge, and now they're they're battling back and forth, and and it's it's good for both of those leagues. Coach, uh, where are you going to be at um, in, at, the, at this point? Uh, you were in Vancouver. You saw the excitement. Uh, you know, you've been part of Team USA. They've owned the stage on the world stage. Uh, Mexico, Great Britain, Australia, Canada. Mm-hmm. You got to see the excitement beyond the borders of the United States. You know, the, the growth of the sport internationally, the, the passion for the sport, uh, where women are really dived into wanting to play American football. I mean, you saw it live in Vancouver. I mean, does that, does that give you, like, excitement when you see that? Like the fact that it's not just in the States, but now it's an international, you know, broken barrier, basically. So I, I almost feel like internationally there it, it's bigger. Um, you know, you if you're, if you're on social media and you're following, you know, any of the, the American football players internationally, you'll see they're – they have leagues just like us. They're constantly doing tryouts, um, and they they are really working to get better. I mean, they they want to compete with us, and and they will. They're, that the next World Games or next uh, um, national championships are are going to be really really good and really really tough for for USA because um, those those other international teams are really stepping up their game. And they they're coming for us, and I think it's great. Yeah, you've been a part of a couple teams, right? You've been a part of coaching-wise, is it two teams, or am I wrong? Uh, coaching-wise, I've coached for the, the Cleveland Fusion. Um, I've coached for the Passion. Um, I've coached for the U.S. Women's National Team. I've coached for the U.S. Uh, Boys National Team, Under-16 Boys National Team, uh, the AFE. Um, I think that might be about it. <laughs> Well, that's a big resume. That's why I'm saying it's like because you have a, a nice pedigree of resume. Um, so, uh, Coach, I wish you well because I think you're going to be in that next level, you know, with the with the Callies, the Jennings, and the Lorries, and, and the Katies, and hopefully we will see you in some sort of, you know, NFL stage, and that's when we're going to be, like, totally buzzed and excited that everybody, you know, of well-known uh, play that they've, you know, started homegrown with the WFA now – 
this huge presence on the bigger stage. You know, if I if I could just say something to that, it, like I said um, earlier, it's it's not going to be easy for anybody to try and and break into the NFL or college or anything uh, as far as coaching goes. And it's really not going to be easy if you've already got an established career. You have to you're really going to have to make some tough decisions, and right. sometimes you're you're not going to be able to do what you want. So be ready for it and and be ready to make that leap. Um, I know in in five years I'm going to be ready to make that leap from my one career to a new career. So um, just just be ready and know what's what's around the corner. But it's out there. The opportunities are there. Um, you know, the players really just want somebody to coach them. You know, they as long as you can help them, they will respond to you and they will learn from you. They don't care, male, female gender, color, anything. They they just want to learn and they want to make their game better. And if you can help them do that, they're going to listen to you every day, all day. So just work hard and, and work for those opportunities. Yeah, and I think that that's been the message from everybody because, to your point, you still got to put in the work. Even if you build relationships, you still have to prove that to them that you're valuable to some sort of asset to the team or to the program. Correct. Which is, which is what you want. Correct. Yeah. I, I've been I've been – pretty fortunate that the, the Steelers are a great organization and I, I uh I'm able to their work my schedule around their schedule and they they've been so welcoming to me so I can continue to learn and not not have to leave my career to do it so um a shout out to them because they're they're amazing but they really do just want to learn they're there to they're there to teach but they also want to learn and if you can give them something then they're they're going to eat it up all day all right. It's been an honor to talk to you, Coach Stephanie. Uh, huge, huge moment for me to kind of dive into your brain here and get the scope and your views on the sport and the opportunities that you've always had. And uh, we can, we wish you continued success. Stay safe at home. And uh, looking forward to another chat with you in terms of 2021 to see where, you know, both women's football leagues are going to take us to another to another stage. And uh, so at this point, everything's positive going forward. Big sponsors at both sides are you know, trying to elevate that game. And then we have visibility in the NFL. So it's exciting moments for the sport. Definitely. Definitely. I, I appreciate you guys having me on. I, I'd, I'd love to sit and chat with you anytime you want. It's been great. Thank you. All right, Coach Steph. Thank you. I really appreciate the time and uh, looking forward to another chat. And then staying, you know, uh, as you said, uh, be safe out there, especially with you uh, being out there on the front lines great, with this you. COVID-19. So we really appreciate it. You guys as well. Thank you. Have a great night. Thank you, too. All right, Holly. Um, there you are, Stephanie. Uh, she's just awesome. She's uh, one of the key people that I wanted to bring on because she's got a huge resume, probably the next person that I think of. Like she said, she's going to try to make a decision here if she gets an opportunity in the NFL, like you know, like Jennifer King, Callie Branson, and Laurie Locus, and um, Katie Sauer. So hopefully we'll you know cross our fingers and we'll see her – sooner than later in some sort of NFL scope to help another NFL team. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. I mean, she's been around uh, our sport for a while. Um, she's very uh, smart. I've, uh, you know, um, had opportunities to have her coach me, and she's a very uh, great communicator when she uh, is teaching. Um, and so I definitely, you know, can see 
uh, if she gets to that point where she's ready to make that jump into uh, the NFL, like she, she's going to be very successful at whatever she does. She's just that type of personality. Um, and what she said is, is exactly accurate, I think. You know, as more and more uh, people start jumping over into that realm of coaching at these uh, uh, at these levels of NFL and college and even high school, I think it's, it's awesome, and I, I can't wait to see more of it. Yeah, I was really excited to get her on. Uh, I know she's a busy lady, and obviously with her work and fireman, fireman's work, uh, you know, always on call and putting her, line, her life on the line. Uh, so I, you know, totally understand, you know, the limitations. But she made the time, and I'm, I'm really honored that she came on and kind of got a chance to talk to her and look forward to talking to her in the future as well based on her opportunities that she's probably going to get. And uh, But, uh, you know, the whole Honduras thing worked out, so, you know, God uh, helped us out, and everybody got home safe, and that was the key to it. And uh, so we're going to go uh, into another uh, huddle sponsored by Zazzle.com. You can go there now. It's 15% off. Use uh, the code SPRINGSALE40 up to April 17th um, and take advantage of our shirts. Anything under 20 bucks, shirts available there. Headed out. You can get the not, not, a, not a Boys Game shirt or just the regular traditional No Joke Football logo shirts on there. So help us out with that. Zazzle's been our sponsor. We wouldn't be on the air without them, and they've been our sponsor for almost uh, eight years. Uh, get a discount. On top of that, if you pay $10 for free shipping uh, for the year, you can come back to the shop and get free shipping without having to pay additional stuff. So uh, check it out. Support our sponsor that obviously helps support the awareness for women's American football. All right. We're going to talk to uh, Amanda Kangeldi, who uh, I got scolded because I, I, I pretty much botched her name. So, I, you know, I'm not really good with um, vocabulary, I guess. But uh, Amanda Kangaldi of the D.C. Divas uh, in the house. And congratulations, Amanda. 2019 top play of the WFA. And the Divas get their $250, uh, you know, WFA thrown in the bucket there. So, Amanda, how's it going on? What's going on, Oscar? Yeah, I feel like we talk every year now. Well, you know what? I, I wanted you to come on because apparently you're the cream of the crop for 2019, and that play was <laughs> between you and Orlando and the TD. The TD was pretty exciting, but I think your play was a little bit more exciting than that. Do you agree, Holly? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think they're both really good plays, but I think there's a little bit more drama with your play, which makes it pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, I think I Come blacked on, that play out. No, I mean, I I felt like I blacked that play out. I mean, I there's a lot of things I don't really remember happening, and then, you know, you kind of see the play play back again, and then you kind of remember how it went. I think, personally, what was most special about that play is who we were playing against. And um, Pittsburgh is one of our biggest rivals and one of the best rivals in women's football. And it was just a great, you know, great game. And, you know, overall, so it was pretty special that, you know, it, it happened against one of our, our our greatest rivals. But total team effort, I mean, you see from the start to finish, um, even at the end of it, you, you've seen Lexi Floor get a couple key blocks, spring training at the end of it. So, you know, credit to everybody who made that play happen. Yeah, I, I thought it was a really good play. Uh, it set the tone for you guys last minute. I know Rich was totally excited capturing because <laughs> it was just like deal, and so you made it happen. It was really exciting to see it uh, one more time. And now you get now you got to see it 
like from a couch standpoint because you're obviously in a house arrest now. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I don't I don't have one of those essential jobs at this point. Um so I've been home um for most of the time and occasionally being rebellious and going out pressing my luck a little bit, but um, you know, it's been it's been pretty pretty good here just having the company of my dogs and, and they're trust me, they're they're a handful in and of itself. So I'm I'm well occupied here. Yeah, they're wondering why you're home. Is that what you're telling us? They're sitting there going, Why are you still home? So so many hours here. Yeah, well, they they love it and you know what, I understand why they've been destructive as little puppies because when you're here twenty four hours a day and you're just trapped in here and it's like, What else is there to do? Just look out the window and eat couches. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Now now that's not good, you know that? You know you gotta just pay for more stuff. So uh, kind of a tear up tear up mentality. That's I don't know if that's good enough. Um, no. Are you bummed that we're probably not going to have a season? I mean, WFA hasn't officially canceled the season, but are you somewhat bummed if we don't have a season? Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, I'm I'm usually pretty optimistic, and I'm I'm still very optimistic. I feel like you know the league is really really pushing for some sort of activity whether it's, you know, cutting the games in half or a jamboree or a regional tournament, something like that. I know they're very determined on uh, making something happen. That way we still get some sort of football activity in there. Um, And this, you know, this being my 10th season or would be my 10th season, you know, it was going to be just pretty monumental for me as as a person that I've been able to to play that long. So hopefully we can still make something happen. I'm, I'm still optimistic. All right, uh, one of the best in the game is the the statement. Consider yourself that right now? Um, I think uh, a, a lot has to do, especially as quarterbacks, we know at any level in any league and any gender role, you know, we're often judged on wins and losses and championships. So I'm still searching for that as a quarterback. I've been fortunate to win one as a receiver in 2016 when I came on with the Divas but I was more of a receiver and cornerback role at that point, but just be a lot more special to win one as a quarterback. So that's what I'm searching for at this point. And, um, you know, hopefully, you know, we are able to get the season going or some sort of football activity to, uh, to jumpstart that a little bit. How are you guys doing? Are you guys doing virtual stuff within the team or not doing anything virtual or just everybody's just doing their individual stuff or what the Divas are doing right now with this COVID? You know, some of us are still trying to get, you know, little gatherings together. Um, uh, you know, we, we actually just received a, an email about uh, virtual, you know, workouts um, taking place on a Tuesday and Thursday. So we're still very active. I'm probably getting more emails than we did during the season about just um, things that we were trying to participate in. You know, you see a lot of people doing TikTok and we – we just want to make sure that at this point we're expressing appreciation to those who are still working and to those who are, you know, risking their lives at this point, you know, those essential, those essential workers. So we still are very active in the community in that sense um, as best as we can. Excuse me, that's my dog. That's very important to us. Okay. Well, he's excited. So if you're going to do a don't rush challenge, I guess that's what we're looking forward to. He's got to be included. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think that they would probably take over, <laughs> take over the entire video. So they don't need any more publicity. I, I think I give enough on uh, social media. <laughs> All right, let's bring in Holly here to figure it out because she's been at home with cats. So you're you got the reverse angle here with Custis. Hey, how's it going? What's going on, Holly? How you doing? Not much, and I actually have two cats and a dog, <laughs> so I very much get it. And my dog is a little Shih Tzu, and she's actually okay. She pretty much just sleeps the whole day. But we have a eight nine month old cat that likes to get into everything and jump on my computer while I'm on meetings and stuff. So I, he's not as uh, destructive as I've seen some of your dogs, but uh, I totally get it. <laughs> Um, I know that it's been difficult for, for me here in the state of Washington. I've had to get rid in how I train because a lot of things are closed. Are you having to do the same uh, there as well, or how are you keeping up with your training? Um, that's a good question. I mean, it, the unfortunate thing around here is that um, obviously all the gyms are closed. My, I live in an apartment. That apartment is closed. Um, the most gym activity I've gotten <laughs> is uh, – traveling to St. Louis um, and to visit my girlfriend who's made me uh, basically work out with her. So uh, she's worked me pretty good. And, um, you know, I've, I've been able to take a couple things back here. But, yeah, she's worked me pretty good. That's good. I mean, I, I know for me it's really tough to be cooped in inside, I think, as an athlete, uh, you know, it's important to, to at least get outside and get some fresh air. So I, I get that. Um, and what are your thoughts on, you know, if you are able to have a season, what do you guys think it will be? What do you think that will look like as far as um, if you do do a camporee, do you think it will be like multiple teams involved or you guys just don't know yet if, if that's going to happen? Well, I definitely feel like, it, you know, there's enough teams at this point. Um, you know, I know at least speaking from the East, I know there's enough teams to where, you know, you can get together a pretty competitive tournament. Um, you know, I believe there's there's going to be a lot of competition over on the West as well. I'm sure that they can um, put together a nice little regional tournament over there too. I'm, I'm very optimistic that there could at least be a jamboree, maybe like a three, four-day weekend thing. And, uh, you know, I, I, I feel just inevitably – there's a lot of teams, a lot of players who are going to be rusty, not obviously not going to be in mid-season form. But nonetheless, I feel like that adrenaline, that competitive nature will still be there. It's, at the end of the day, it's still going to be football and still going to be extremely competitive. And I know, you know, going back to what I said earlier uh, with Pittsburgh, that's one of our biggest rivals. We're lucky that we have two of our biggest rivals that are on this east side over here. So I know uh, it'd just be back to business for you know the East Coast teams in terms of just the, the competitive nature on the field. That makes sense. Um, I also asked uh, uh, Stephanie earlier, but um, if you don't play and there's a, a pause in a football, what do you think that means for our sport in general? Do you think that means that we have an opportunity to try to unify and get better, or what do you think that looks like? I think there's always going to be an opportunity, um, no matter what situation, at the end of the day, the result of the league. No, no and I think in this case, if there is a pause in the, the season, um, it's an opportunity to maybe gain sponsorship and work hard in that regard 
And I think the WFA, um, just having a little bit more knowledge on what we've been able to do as opposed to like the other leagues. Um, we've, I think we've done a great job of being able to gain light within the league and gain pretty, pretty good sponsorship. I mean, Secret, you know, was willing to sponsor us. Our championship was this huge um, this year. And I think we can just continue that effort and we can only, you know, go up from here, no matter if we have a season or not. It will just prepare us to have a stronger league next year. That's awesome. Um, and another question is, how do you think the NFL draft uh, is going to play out? Uh, uh, do you have any thoughts on that or what it's going to look like or what teams are going to draft? I think the NFL draft will probably be once remembered. And, and, and uh, just based off of the unconventional way, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. But I think they're making a good call and still um, still holding that draft. I, I feel like it's, there's not really – probably going to be many hiccups in, in, in the, uh, in the draft, but I just feel like the unconventional way that they're doing it, um, you know, is going to be one for to remember. It might be a little bit more difficult for the owners and making trades and stuff like that, but I'm interested probably more than ever to watch how it unfolds this year, um, just to see if there is any difficulties in it. Um, but I'm definitely, yeah, I'm definitely going to be watching it. I'm, I'm curious to see how it's going to go down. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think it's going to be very interesting, and I think, you know, considering we don't have much else going on uh, in the way of sports, I think it should get actually a lot of ratings. Um, and my final question is, you know, now that we, uh, you know, have a lot of downtime, depending, uh, you know, what work you're doing, uh, what is your go-to show on Netflix lately? Well, it's, it's funny you ask. I've just recently began to rewatch um, the series for a third time, Wentworth. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but I know it's pretty popular. Um, it's, I've watched this entire seven-season series twice, and I'm in the middle of watching it for a third time. Um, it's very addicting. and I, I eat all the emotions. It's very intense every time I watch it. So I'm currently watching that and Vampire Diaries. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's great. Um, I've heard great things about that, uh, both of those, actually. Um, but I think, you know, we we all have gotten to a point at least here that you're like, oh, gosh, how much Netflix can I watch? So I, I hope that we can all, you know, maybe maybe we'll get to the point where we, we re-watch a lot of the same shows. But um, I'm I glad that you're doing it. well. <laughs> I will add it to my queue because I'm starting to run low now. <laughs> but uh, I hope. I hope uh, you guys are able to play. I mean, it would be awesome to see something happening. Um, but uh, other than that, I hope everyone stays safe, and I'll pass it back over to Oscar. Well, you as well, Holly. Tell your cat. Your cat, your cat has to go in timeout. <laughs> I will. Cat. I'll tell him right now. <laughs> I don't think she has a timeout. She's the boss now. <laughs> well, he does, but he thinks it's, it's like nothing. His timeout is going into the room. And he just takes a nap, and I don't think he gets it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, okay. Amanda. I mean, uh, what what are we doing? I mean, are you just lounging? Is that what you're telling? That's the only thing I got out of this whole interview. You're not really doing much. Just lounging. Um, no, I'm 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 doing a little bit working from home. We have I have a lot of meetings going on um, um, at for work, and then. But you're doing remote working. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. 
Um, starting to actually pick up a little bit more. I'm not really excited about it. Uh, I've okay. been off for about a month at this point, and then uh, just a little bit of traveling back and forth um, from St. Louis to here. Amanda, how is it, how's it going to work for you in terms of your day job? Is it just you think it'll snowball once that you get the the green light that everybody's going back to work and stuff? I mean, how's that going to be for you? Is like it's just going to be one of these stressful 90 days? After you, you have to get up and running again. Yeah, I believe it will be. Um, I know we furloughed a lot of, um, you know, unfortunately a lot of employees that are at, at my job, and um, purposefully, you know, that a lot of, I think like thirteen percent of, you know, people at employees at my job were actually let go. So they purposefully understaffed wow. us, and yeah, so it's going to be a little bit more pressure. I'm actually going to be doing things that are not typically my job or things I don't really have knowledge of. So I'm doing a lot of training of that um, to kind Mm -hmm. of pick up the slack for those who are furloughed. So it's just going to be pretty busy, but you know what? You got to do whatever you can for the company. Be a team player, you know. Sure, of course. Yeah, no different on the football field, right? You got to contribute where you can and get through it. Yep. Um, So, yeah, no, I I wanted to bring you on because, you know, congratulations on the top play and your DC Divas as well as your line and, you know, kind of gives you give give you your props and stuff like that. So, um, what a great what a great uh, play out of all the uh, you know the ones that were posted on there. A lot of them were very good, and so you know it was a great season in 2019 for the WFA as a whole. Yeah, it, you know there were a lot of there were some plays in there that you know I was pretty surprised that didn't make it um, you know a little bit further. Like for example, mm-hmm. the mile high. The mile high blaze catch. I'm not sure if you've seen that one where time expired. Yeah. And double or triple coverage, Houston, something like right? that. Yes. Yeah. So that that was a very. I thought that one could have won as well. As very very worthy of it. Um. So I was a little bit. There were a lot of great plays. A lot of great submissions. Um. So I think you know. I, uh. You know, with with the divas, I think we're pretty honored to, you know, to have come out on top with that one. Yeah. I mean, so it was a good. Like I said, it was a. Uh, Orlando had two plays. Towards the end there, they were in competition for the final. So, you know, uh, shout out to them, too, because they had a great season out there with uh, uh, um, Candace Hunter. Um, she's usually a really good quarterback as well. So, and you you obviously have side-by-side with um, Candace with the AFE and stuff like that. So, really good to have you guys, yeah. the both of you, kind of duking it out for the top prize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Candace is. Candace, her and I have done a couple of events at this point together, and I think our most memorable one at this point has to be Honduras. I mean, just that experience um, that we went through. And she's a great quarterback. I think very highly of her. I think she's also a great leader. So um, I, I believe she's going to play until the wheels fall off. She's extremely competitive. But, yeah, I mean, just I think our Honduras experience has really, you know, gotten us a little bit closer together. Yeah, I'm glad you guys are back. I'm glad, you know, you guys, Southcom got you guys out of there and, I know it's somewhat of a stressful time there for about 14 days, but, uh, you know, I'm glad everybody got yeah. back home safe and it worked out really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it it was pretty stressful, but at the same time, you know, I think we can – I can speak for everybody else at that event that we wouldn't trade it for anything or, um, you know, even if we knew the outcome, what it would be, I, I wouldn't trade the experience. Just the community work that we did itself made it worth it and see – you know, the smile and, and, and even some of the tears that we've seen on some of the other players' faces. I mean, 
we were able to give some of our own equipment um, to other players uh, from other teams who just didn't have that that type of equipment just freely. So, um, I mean, I gave my cleats to a 16-year-old player who was on the Honduras team, and she practically almost cried, you know. So stuff like that was very worth it. And what I like about ASG is that, you know, they're a a program that really practices what they preach. They don't just say, you know, it's good to do this community community work or um, just, just try to put out for the public. They actually practice preach and they, and they put that into place so it's really just an honor to be a part of the event and you know be one of the players who you know have been selected for the last two events they had a, a real a big role um i know uh dale was thinking i think orlando is the next event and then you got spain so depending on what happens here in the next 90 days that'll be one of the things that decisions are going to be made on as well so um so it, it just works out good for them too and it's kind of a different mm-hmm. outlet because I think it's a special program. And you get to travel and see somewhere else, and you get to help people in the process, and you still have you still get an opportunity to play, you know, your, the sport you love. So uh, it works out really well mm-hmm. for you know somebody that just wants to you know be in a, a little adventure at the same time, but you're able to play sport within that same scope. Yeah, and you know what? Like I've been a part. As I said, this is going to be my tenth season, so I've been a part of many different events, the World Games, uh, Team United. I've been a part of different type of events, and this one's just, you know, very different and very special. Just um, I think something that you get more out of it than just playing the game. You know, you get a lot more fulfillment. Like you're actually accomplishing, you know, something um, that's just greater than yourself. So I recommend it to anybody um, who doesn't just like the game, but who just wants to make a difference. I mean, it's just a different event. You have to really experience it to really understand the impact that it has. Amanda, uh, we talked to Dale, uh, I think two podcasts ago, and uh, he was saying how, you know, the growth in Central America, as you were talking about here with the, with the one player that you gave the shoes to, he was talking about the growth of Central America, how um, it's the interest there is building and how you guys, you know, in, in general, just, contributed to a huge moment in history for them at the, at that event. So, you know, you just sit back and look at it and you kind of put in perspective in yourself and just put yourself in a, in a situation where you feel like, okay, I just contributed to, you know, uh, these, these, these two countries, uh, you know, putting up a sport. Yeah. And it's, what's very special about that is that, you know, they understand and their, their gratitude towards us having gone on notice when we were stuck in Honduras, the Honduran team, uh, was one of the first supporters that we've had to reach out to us. I mean, they they came with uh, two or three loads of, you know, food and, and water for us. To, they provided for us um, that we, you know, we were able to put in our conference room. So they were extremely appreciative of us and our generosity towards them, and they just returned it. So And that's how it should be, um, you know, in the world itself. But in women's football, like, you know, they, they understand that, um, you know, we're, we're one at the end of the day. And, um, we would do the same thing for them if they were in the situation. So we're we're really grateful that um, you know that we were able to do something for them and that they were able to do something for us. What does it tell you um, when they're looking at you as big time baller, if you want to call it, or an individual of great uh, status in the sport, and for and for you to be there, and then for them to realize that it's possible for them to get to that level that you're at? 
Yeah, I think it, um, you know. Is it emotion for you? It is. It it is, actually. And I've actually, it's funny you pointed that out. I've mentioned that to a couple people. I think I've had my, one of my most emotional moments or inspiring moments I've had in my life, not just in my football career, is when, you know, I mentioned I gave my cleats. I signed them for her, and, and I gave them to her, and she was so grateful and so thankful, and she showed her parents, and uh, she told me she was going to keep them forever, and just something I, I felt was very small from what, um, from you know, what I was able to provide for her um, was very big for her. So it's just things like that that make me want to continue to do events like this and be a part of the AFE program. And, again, you have to really experience it to understand the impact that you make and then once you can see the impact firsthand um, at first sight, and it's like it's kind of addicting. You just want to keep doing more and keep doing more and it, keep being inspired, keep being inspiring. So, um, yeah, it's very special, definitely an inspiring moment. Amanda, uh, a year from now or two years from now, you're, you're probably going to see that growth in Costa Rica and Honduras in terms of the league maybe at a level of competition. they got four teams now. Uh, they're building off maybe six teams from what I'm told. So it's going to be great for you to kind of just revisit that in a year or two and figure out that their leagues are are getting to that competitive stage and maybe they're going to get supported. And and here here were you part of a little bit of a little piece to add to that to make that happen. Yeah, I'm I'm extremely excited to see the growth um, of other international teams. Um, you know, I I feel like it's not just us that's helping them. They have their own. Uh, determination and their own will and they're coachable and being receptive and they just have that own desire within themselves and that's what you need in order to to be able to grow and develop and so it's really special to to be a part of it but a lot more special to see that they have that desire in themselves wow Uh, is there is that something that you guys uh, that you uh, you know you want to kind of like speak to in the message i mean yeah, I guess you have to be part of that program, as you pointed out, in order for you to see that type of impact. Yeah, for sure. And I don't—I haven't been a part of any other event that has um, done any community-like work. Um, so, you know, my first event with AFC was in July, and then um, we did a, like a kids' football camp, and just to see that interactive, um, to see how interactive it was, and it was just very addicting from, from that camp. So hopefully I'm a part of many more to come, but I, I really strongly recommend if you're a football player and if you really want to do good around the world, not just, you know, maybe within your own team or within, you know, your own league, if you really want to do good around the world, you know, try out some the AFC, apply, see firsthand for yourself, and I can guarantee you won't regret it. Man, this is why you're a fan favorite. You know what I mean? This is why everybody thinks of you as a, one of the best in the game, you know, off the field, what you do as well and the amount of work you put into it. So, uh, you know what? We're all proud of you for doing all that stuff and and putting yourself out there and, you know, just showcasing your talent on there, but also uh, showcasing the amount of, you know, goodness, they, like you said, that you're trying to give to others and showcase that as well. So, you know, shout out to you. Yeah, I, I I sincerely appreciate it. Um, I think as football players, if you if you have a platform, you know, use it effectively. And in this case, you know, we don't get paid for it, um, so you know, you have to find other ways other ways to utilize it. So, you know, why not you know do events like this where you're helping you know those who are less fortunate or less experienced. Um, you know, that's making just as big as an impact as 
you know, like NFL players donating, you know, money, for example. So we just have to utilize it as best you can, and I think we do a good job here. All right. Amanda, uh, were you bummed XFL bankruptcy went down under? I mean, it was somewhat exciting for five weeks, and then all of a sudden it kind of just, I guess, because of the, you know, the virus being everything what it is, uh, you know, and then uh, not having, I guess, WWE because that's literally their bread and butter. Uh, so it kind of bummed out people that the, you know, another spring league just falters. Yeah, it's very unfortunate when it's not self-inflicted, um, you know, kind of like the other, whether that was AAF. Um, mm-hmm. um, but I, I feel confident that it will continue. I think there's word that it will continue back in 2021, which is exciting. And kind of like the same thing with us is they, they can build on their off season, um, maybe with other sponsorships or other big time players that uh, won't play, um, you know, from the NFL, they can build on it that way as well. So there's always light at the end of the tunnel. You just have to look at the glasses being half full, not half empty. And I think, I think they'll be okay next year. All right, so are we expecting a don't rush challenge from your divas at this point? Everybody's done it. Philly, Phantoms, Detroit Dark Angels. We even had the the championship team from France, the Molasses Feminine. Uh, you got X-League teams doing it. Uh, I, get, I guess uh, what I'm asking is, are you going to get your TikTok groove on or not? <laughs> no pressure, right? <laughs> um, no pressure. Is it, So is that challenge specifically where you're changing clothes or is it you're yes. passing a football? Or pass? okay. No, you're, transform, so we've you're transforming one. yourself from a badass okay. to a knight, you know, going back from a football <laughs> player to what you would look like yeah. if you weren't a football player. <laughs> well, me, I only have one attire, and it's just pads and, you know, a helmet. So it wouldn't Seriously, look any different no, you don't. Me. We get your girlfriend to <laughs> kind of doll you up here or something because – no way. No way. Uh, no. You're yeah, lying. So I'm right you're lying now, right there. I'm I'm already know my, you're lying. You're already smirking. You're lying already. I'm pretty sure she can come up with something. I'm my side pads right now. I have my high socks oh on. Oh, my God. My jersey, <laughs> my, my AFC jersey on. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. As, as well, I we've done the toilet paper one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that one. Yeah. Uh, not sure. Well, you can ask uh, Lois like, well, you know, you can. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do, I'll do you one, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll go ahead and I'll ask our, you know, spokesperson pretty much for our team. Yeah, you know, she's the one that organizes everything and sends a hundred emails a day. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll ask you her, and then you'll see. 10, you know, but you did say a hundred. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Well, I lied. The, the only difference in my attire is that during the day, you know, I have my away jersey on, and during the evening, I have my my home jersey. So. It is a little yeah, we don't need to we don't need to know how you lounge. We just need to know how you're how you're gonna spice up on a don't rush challenge. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll see that. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> it would be fun. It's gonna be fun. I mean, that's uh, that's the cool thing about it. Everybody's we'll do kinda it just for you. trying to you know. We'll do it for you. Yeah, awesome. I really would appreciate. It. I, I want to see the divas in action. I know. I know that everybody's right. got game. You should be able to do it. <laughs> and it's not that big of a deal. We'll um, do it for you. So great. Uh, it's just. Thanks for coming on. I really want to give you props for, uh, you know, the top play of 2019 and, uh, you know, doing your part there with your teammates. And it was an exciting finish there. And, uh, you know, shout out to Orlando for finishing second as well. And uh, it was a great, a great uh, two sure. plays of the year. 
And uh, unfortunately, we got to look forward to maybe 2021 at this point. But uh, we'll see what the WFA, like you said, comes up with. Uh, we still have a couple weeks here to figure out whether they're going to do something or not, or they're going to cancel the season. But, uh, yeah. you know, you know, it's, it's well, just going to be one of those things we have to wait and see. Yeah, they up, they update us every week, so they're they're very good at communicating and where we're yeah. at, and they make it they make it a point to you know to let us know that they still are determined to have a season um, or some sort of season, some sort of football action. So that's why I'm optimistic is you know they're, they're very communicative about it. So, but I, you know I appreciate it. it's always great talking to you. I appreciate you having me on, and I'm sure we'll catch up sometime soon. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um... I, I'm just disappointed in the NFL because my, my Rams unveiled this crappy logo and I'm like, this is just not right. You know what I mean? It's not right. Well, and so I think it's fitting. But for I, the I'm, team. Gonna, I'm looking forward to the I'm looking forward to the draft because we basically gave the farm away. Sneed just yeah uh, just blows my blood. Anyways, but hey, yeah, we'll I see. mean it could it could be worse. You can be a Redskins fan. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, Redskins yeah. fans around here are pretty sour. So yeah. I bet. Yeah, but they got Jen King. I don't know what they're complaining about. They got Jen King oh, and Rivera true. now. They should be fine. That's the, that's the MVP over there. She, you know, she played there you with go. the Divas. They got Jen King now. Everything's so. going to be fine. I know Jen's an MVP when I fun. see one. They have one. <laughs> you, yeah. guys, you guys are going to get the chance to, to see her hopefully in the fall. And you guys are Divas out there. Yeah. So maybe you guys are kind of rally behind the former Diva there. Sure. Kind of yep, go for sure. Check it out and stuff. So, yeah. All right, Amanda, great yeah. great time with you always. Uh, stay safe uh, and uh, looking forward to see if the announcement's going to be we get the season or not. But other than that, congratulations on your top play of 2019. All right, thank you. I appreciate you. Stay safe, too. And, yeah. And uh, go Eagles. <laughs> go Eagles. Take care. Bye. All right, you guys, uh, it's Stephanie Falco and uh, Amanda Kangeldi, uh right here in – and then we talked to Holly about it. So um, just a lot of things happening in the sport uh, that we were anticipating, uh, but unfortunately we're not going to get that. So we're still waiting on the WFA official announcement whether we're going to have a season or not. And so we're hopeful that we might have a season in terms of women's football. The WNFC announced um, the cancellation of the 2020 season. Uh, it's on the, on the hub. You can go there now and take advantage and look at the official there. If you haven't taken advantage of the WNFC virtual camps, uh, 1 through 11, uh, Camp 12 is on this evening with uh, Nenji Martin of the San Diego Rebellion doing linebackers. And there's a couple other camps in the the previous shows uh, with some really talented coaches and obviously some of the, uh, the NFL, like Jennifer King as well. So uh, you can check it out, uh, 1 through 11. Uh, the official announcement by the leadership group in the WNFC is also uh, in one of the posts there. So you can go to the hub at facebook.com for slash Grand Beauties, get the details there of what's happening. X-League rosters have been unveiled. Uh, no surprise, Los Angeles announces uh, Marissa Lopez, uh, former you know, uh, defensive player last year, the, the given Ashley Salerno moves to Seattle Thunder. Uh, so at this point, the X League uh, has not canceled the season. And so based on the unveiling of the rosters so far from Omaha, L.A., and Denver, uh, we are anticipating 
that they will have a season. They also unveiled Atlanta, I believe. Yes, Atlanta was also unveiled. So we're anticipating a season uh, in May and June, uh, at this point even July. So the um, news that I'm getting from my sources is still on board for a season, and they're looking at this 30-day at the end of May and May itself, and then they will make a decision whether they cancel the season in May or not. But as it stands right now, all X-League um, you know, teams will play as we stand right now because of the unveiling of the rosters. Uh, we will have Nate Ward here to kind of dissect everything in terms of X-League from the rosters and figure out exactly who moves, who, who's the key acquisitions, who's going to benefit certain teams, um, and all those things that are happening on there. So uh, we'll look forward to that as well. And you check out uh, Nevada Storm quarterback Mo Oatsian, um, and she's got a nice voice out there, and she's got a nice video. So check it out. It has to do with COVID-19. So go check it out at the Hub. We also have a really interesting story about Jasmine Jokey. Uh, it comes out of the AFD Germany, out of the Bal- uh, Baltic Hurricanes. Check it out there. We have some challenges that we posted out there from various teams, as we were just talking to Amanda about, the Philly Phantoms, uh, Chicago X League, Detroit Dark Angels, and the uh, champion, uh, champions out of the French League, the Molasses Feminine as well. So everybody's getting into it. Uh, so if you're doing your you know, Rush Challenge, uh, you know, just hashtag No Joke Football. That way we can check it out on Facebook, either on Twitter, Instagram, as well as on uh, Facebook. And that way we can kind of figure out which one's the best one, and we're going to post it up on our page. And uh, so take advantage of that. And then also go to our shop at the link shop now on our Facebook page at the Hub, and you can get uh, basically 15% off. So all T-shirts after the 15% off discount, roughly about $20, $21 for T-shirts. Get the best one you want there. Uh, it's free shipping if you add an extra $10 for Zazzle Black. Two-day shipping as well. So take advantage of that if you're going to come back and support us. Uh, Zazzle's supporting us for eight years. It's the thing. They are the ones that keep the podcast going here, and that's the reason we're on the air, bringing awareness to women's American football. So support those that support the sport and bring awareness to the sport. Check it out, Zazzle.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties. I want to give a shout-out to all our athletes. Uh, they've been doing some really great work. Uh, kind of keep everybody entertained. And uh, if you go to our Instagram uh, brand page, Instagram.com forward slash no joke football and uh, spread the spread the love. You go to, to our tab, our football fit tab, and uh, we're going to give a shout out to Anna Garza, Lexi Demio, uh, Stacy Jackman, um, Debs Rodriguez, uh, as well as uh, Tatiana Blaze, and uh, uh, some of the players, Christy Moran. They're all doing some football fit stuff at home, kind of inspiring to do and stay fit as, as well. So uh, check it out, uh, Football Fit. And you can go to the No Joke Football brand page on Facebook as well under our stories, and you can catch all those videos as well. So uh, thanks to them, and then thanks to all our athletes. Uh, some of the athletes in Mexico are on shutdown as well, house arrest, uh, Alicia uh, Paxa and Sylvia Venson, uh, and Deb's out outside over in the coastline in Puerto Vallarta, so I'm assuming she's not locked down yet or she's in her backyard, but she's doing a great job out there as well. Uh, Shout-out to uh, Cassie Cubis as well for posting up her stuff out there. Uh, Ellie Mazzola, as always, Anna Butanina, uh, just an amazing out there. Uh, Jara Floyd, just balling out there on, in, during practice. Uh, so uh, Donna, Donna Syke, 
as well, Phoebe Sketzler. Uh, so shout out to them and Sasha Cruz for all of them uh, doing their part out there to kind of keep our fans entertained, bring attention to our brand, and also ultimately bring attention to the sport. So it's really, really awesome, and shout out to them as well. So, uh, you know, if you haven't subscribed to our podcast, as I said before at the beginning of the hour, just go to Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, and get the link on our Twitter, Facebook page, uh, any of those, even on Instagram as well. So check it out. Uh, subscribing benefits us because it gets more reach and more attention for everybody to kind of listen in and tune in and know and understand what uh, we do with Women's American Football and bring attention to not just the WFA and WNFC, but really bring attention to all the leagues internationally and some of the top players that play in those leagues. So really, really thank everybody for doing that. Spread the word on it. We're also on Global Sports Radio. We're also on, uh, obviously, right here on Block Talk Radio always. And you can listen to any other platform on TuneIn or Player FM. So uh, thanks to uh, Stephanie Balico and then uh, Amanda Congaldi to come in today from the DC Divas and uh, top play of 2019. And uh, thanks for Holly Custis for coming in and chiming in as well on the NFL draft that's going to come up here. We'll have a little bit more draft talk next week uh, on 317. But other than that, great show today. Look forward for you guys to return next week to kind of tune in. Um, and uh, we'll have another uh, adventure in terms of COVID-19. Hopefully by then, next Tuesday and the Tuesday after, we'll be out of this huge mandate and we'll be able to get out there and get some fresh air and still practice your social distancing, of course. And uh, individual states are going to be opening up soon. I know California's, uh, the governor said that he's going to try to, you know, get some counties opened up and things like that that are not going to be as as uh, affected in that sense. So we're looking forward to that and crossing our fingers that we go back to normality. Uh, but shout out to all the athletes out there inspiring on uh, those co- competitions, the Don't Rush challenges and the toilet paper challenges and things like that and staying creative, especially on TikTok and uh, all the other platforms that you use. So thanks for doing that. And then uh, a really huge thank uh, to all the heroes, all the medical personnel, their first responders, and everybody else that's doing their part, even the people at the grocery store uh, that supply us with our essential needs. So we're going to make sure you're thankful to them for doing their part as well and, and uh, contributing and keeping yourself and your family safe as well. So uh, we'll catch you here next week on the Blitz. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, as I said before, and, uh, re, you know, reshare and do all that stuff check it out and go to the hub weekly or daily depending on what you want to do so check it out the best network on the planet at the hub facebook.com for sas great we'll see you next week right here on the great iron blitz have a great night everybody